Let me turn the ticker tape off up here. Okay, uh, good evening out there to everybody. You're watching Amateur Radio Roundtable. This show is all about ham radio. We welcome you tonight and uh, hope you had a nice weekend. We just got back from a, uh, uh, an in-person ham fest again down at uh, Huntsville, Alabama. and We had a, a good time. Still a little tired from it, but we're recovering. And uh, we'll talk a little about that tonight. We got Glenn in here. We got uh, Dwayne and Katie. Um, it's going to be a pretty relaxed night because uh, I just got back yesterday afternoon and we haven't really planned much for the show. So uh, we'll probably open the phone lines up a little later and uh, the Zoom link and let you guys join us here. Um, I haven't had a 40 meter net in a few, uh, a few weeks. Uh, it's pretty tiring. I haven't listened on 40 lately, but... Uh, what I used to listen to the last few weeks, uh, it, it, it made me even more tired, if that's the proper way to say it. But uh, maybe the bands are starting to get better. If anybody out there wants to help us to, to join our show and call a net for us, we'd really love to have you uh, join our team there. Um, if, you're, um, if you're new to uh, our show, uh, let us know in the chat room. We'd like to know if this is your first time here. We'd like to welcome you and uh, uh, say, uh, so, you know, hope you come back and hope you like the show. Uh, if you're out there listening on shortwave, we're also on international shortwave on the frequency 70, uh, 7490 kilohertz out of Monticello, Maine on WBCQ. So if you're out there listening on shortwave, uh, send us an email to tom at w5kub.com. I see Earl Griffin in here. There's my buddy Earl. Earl really helped me out a lot Friday afternoon, uh, Sunday, not Friday, Saturday afternoon, Sunday. Uh, you, you guys probably uh, remember seeing Earl on there, and he helped uh, roll that big old heavy cart around, and we tried to do some walk-arounds. We kept having some technical issues. They would have been easy to fix. We just didn't have time to, to really test it and get things uh, running um, real smooth, but... Uh, Thanks, uh, thanks, Earl. Really, really appreciate it, dear. Hey, I see Ray in here, K5UZZ. Ray was a prize winner. I know he was a prize winner. Let's see, who else is in here? I saw a couple other prize winners. John was in here. He won a prize. Um, well, you guys probably be getting an email here real soon, or at least you, you know who won, and Give us a few days. Now, we are dead tired, man. The last two nights, was it two nights? We've only been home one night. Gee. We stayed uh, in uh, Huntsville Sunday night, and uh, that was a good uh, idea and a good choice to make. We crashed pretty early, and then uh, we're trying to recover uh, last night, and maybe by tomorrow we'll be feeling better. So we'll be notifying all the donors of the prizes the winner's names so give them a week to 10 days and you'll start receiving your prizes we gave away about 35 prizes uh, to uh, our viewers out there and we had a lot of fun giving it away um, I want to announce the winner you know we had we had the little uh, uh, donation uh, to support the trip uh, with the Heil uh, Finn microphone 
and uh, we uh, had a winner. Uh, that was Steve Allman. Steve Allman, KC5NK. Steve has been a big uh, uh, viewer of the show, and he even sent me a few uh, a few months ago. He even sent me a little device that hooks to your computer that helps you do uh, power management to help you determine uh, how to improve power management. You know, like in our little trackers and stuff. That was kind of neat playing with that. So, Steve Allman won the uh, Heil uh, Deco Series spin mic. So, Steve will be getting that out to you real soon. Uh, we need everybody. Please hit the subscribe button. Please uh, hit the subscribe. That helps our ratings, and uh, we'll greatly appreciate it there. And uh, if you like the show, hit the uh, hit the like button. Um, so got a couple little neat things I'll uh, I'll bring up tonight somewhere in the show. Uh, a couple of surprises. Uh, but let's go around the room here and say hello first to Katie and Dwayne. They're standing by. How you guys doing, guys and girls doing out there? Yeah, we're not standing. We're sitting, but that's okay. I was just going to say that. We're sitting by. <laughs> standing by. Well, I tell you, hi, I remember. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah. well um, you Okay. <laughs> I was going to tell you just a quick story. I remember growing up, I was probably 14, 15 years old. We had three channels on you TV. You remember that far back? Yeah, we had three channels on TV. We had three channels on TV, and when it was a problem, they'd put this sign up, you know, please stand by. And I don't know why. My, my dad told me once, I said, well, go over there by the TV and stand here. So I went over there by the TV and stood here. I didn't know what he was talking about, but it was a sign that said, please stand by. Y'all go ahead. I, I don't want to take your time. Yeah, so he was. He was. He had you standing by. Parents have you do things like that, you know. I yeah. Had my kid, you know, when you're riding down the road, I reach over and pop him on the back of the head. He said, "What's that for?" And I said, "The sign says bump ahead." <laughs> so, huh. Oh man. So that's the way it goes. Anyway, we're here. Temperature was a good, normal fall temperature today at 76. Yeah. Uh, so we've had a little bit of relief. Still very smoke. We still have a lot of fire smoke out here. Um, we have gotten a good couple of days of good rain and a nice break for the weather, which is good. Yesterday was back like high 80s, today back in the 70s. But um, fortunately, we and you know seem to be just kind of trudging along our way into the fall and um, projects galore. But it was fun watching the show. I'm sorry we couldn't be there, but logged in and watched as much as I could over the weekend. Dwayne was up working at the clubhouse all weekend so i sat around reading books and doing some watercolors and watching the show and it was fun to see a lot of regulars and a lot of new people in the chat room so and and just seeing a lot of people i recognized a lot of faces as they'd walk by behind um so it was good to see a lot of regular folks there at the show and hopefully everyone uh, especially all the businesses who brought goods to sell did okay and made it worth their time and and of course, congratulations to Mark and crew for you know pulling off another Huntsville Ham Fest, and hopefully next year weather will be yeah. good. The vaccines will be in good shape with people, and we will. Well, there's Tom with please stand oh. by button. Oh, <laughs> so. yeah. Oh, there it is. Yep. Yeah, please stand <laughs> by. Yeah, our clubhouse was built in 1951, and the wiring was made in 1951. Yeah. It's all old cloth wrap 
cloth wrapped wiring. So, uh, which the mice I, are eating. Yeah, the mice have started chewing through the cloth up there. So I decided it's time for us to update the wiring. So we've been put a new panel box in. We have half our half our building uh, conduit running down the side, and the wires are out. Uh, go up this Friday and put all the receptacles in that side and bring the box up to, you know, heat the box up, get it warm. Uh, so it's got electricity in it, and uh, we'll move on. It'll take us probably six months to get it all done, but we have a plan to do it all a little bit at a time and just take over. So we'll update that wiring and get it where we're not afraid the building's going to burn down any minute now. Yeah, I don't hey, want to burn a building down. Mark's in the chat room and for BCD, so hi, Mark. Our Huntsville Hamfest chairman. Is Mark Ooh, in there? Alive. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mark's very in good. the chat room. Yay, Mark. We're, we ought to get this Mark in here. He's very weary, but he's here. <laughs> we ought to get Mark in here tonight, for sure. But he's probably so dead tired, he, he, he doesn't want to join us. Yeah, he may not want a, this pretty face on TV. <laughs> <laughs> may, not be wanting, may not want to be associated with this crowd. Yeah. Yeah, he may That's not want to. Like all right. Well, Glenn, let's crowd. jump over. Let's jump over to Glenn real quick and see what. Yeah. Uh, let's see what Glenn's got going. Glenn, come on oh, in hey here. There. Oh man, I'm kind of like you, recovering, and uh, bought a ton of stuff. Yeah, please stand by. This mean I have to stand up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I do want to thank Mark for putting on the ham fest and and going through with it. Uh, you know, it, it turned out really well, in my opinion. Yes, the attendance was down, but, you know, it brought a sense of normalcy back to everything. Um, you know, seeing a lot of my friends and the ham fest and just just in general, it kind of felt normal again. So um, it felt really good. Yeah, well. And, of course, we scored a ton of good deals. There was a lot of nice stuff there, and I got some pictures. We're going to show it uh, a little later uh, in the show here. And um, Glenn, you can probably measure better than I can, but I tell you, I, I thought it was a good turnout. Um, it was um, there was a lot of people there Saturday. Now Sunday was about like you know Sunday was a little lighter, but uh, and well, we had a few major vendors that didn't show up. But you know what? Still, it was a great ham fest. People were happy. People were walking around. People were talking. People were buying stuff. Some of the vendors said, man, they said, we're selling more stuff than we have ever sold. So, yeah, I, the Meyer Arduino Forum was full. Um, you know, it's a little bit of more social distancing in there, but still, it was a full house, and I saw them standing out in the hall. So, that went over real well. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's see. Uh, we don't have anybody else with us. We don't have Michael with us tonight to talk about the uh, handicapped uh, operations, but maybe he'll be with us next week. Um, you know, hey, somebody asked me, uh, what was the, the secret Yezu prize? Well, I hadn't got it yet, but I did get an email, guys, and uh, they sent us, I think, I think he sent us four coffee cups. Now, I don't know. I don't know exactly what we'll do with the coffee cups right now. We appreciate anything Yezu does, uh, but you know, to send out the coffee cup, the, probably the 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 postage to send those things out are going to be more than they're worth. Unless you just want a Yezu coffee cup, uh, we can still set you up with that. But we'll keep them here, and we'll figure out a way to 
get them out to somebody that does want want them. So hey, let's look at. Uh, hey, I, I got some pictures here. I'm just in there. Are there random pictures? Let's just go through and talk to it. Talk about them, Glenn. You were there, and uh, 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 here's my here's here's one of the nicest parts about. Here's one of the nicest parts I can tell you about hey, the Hunts, yeah. about the Huntsville oh, Ham Fest. Yeah. That is nice walkthrough from the hotel. That is I the nicest that. part, man. <laughs> let me tell you. And we roll our video cart all the way down that hall and down the elevator and over and back to the room. In fact, uh, we actually had very good luck. We streamed the uh, the roll all the way from. There's Bill. We're gonna get Bill's clock set. We. Uh, we uh, were able to stream uh, the roll all the way from the room down to the ham fest. It worked really well. So that's one of the best things about it there. But, guys, here it is, the friendliest ham fest in the world. In fact, this proves it. If you just look right there, it just says on the sign, the world's friendliest ham fest. And uh, it, was, uh, it was really, really good. Mark said the room there in for uh, BCDs in our room. He said... Uh, uh, hey, there's Michael. I don't know if Michael wanted to come on tonight. Michael, I sent you a note uh, if you wanted to come on, but uh, we can do it next week. Uh, so there, here's uh, here's uh, uh, here's Mark. Here's the chairman of the uh, Hamvention, and I think this was taken on Sunday. And you can see he's pretty tired because he's leaning on me. I was having trouble holding him up. Uh, but uh, he managed to stay up the whole time, and um, uh, you know, he uh, he made it through three days. Now I, I know for him it was more than three days. I mean, they've been working on this for weeks, and probably still have a lot of time uh, to go there. <laughs> hey, we had a great spot. Here's our booth. We're right by the door. The uh, stage was to the left. Uh, the entry door was right there on the right of us. So. Uh, we had uh, we had a great uh, booth spot right there. We had a lot of people come by and talk with us. Uh, Hambot was there. Hambot gave away I think thirty five prizes. So uh, you, we're, we're gonna we'll talk. Well, we won't get into the prizes there, but uh, you know we had a uh, we had a a video station set up here on the right side uh, of the table there that actually had the chat room up on one screen and it had the video on the other screen. A lot of people came by and stood in front of the camera and got on their cell phone and called home and said, look, can you see me, you know? And uh, that's uh, that's kind of one of the funny things about it. Uh, we've been streaming HamFest for about, I don't know, 18, 19 years, and, and we have so many people that come up and stand in front of the camera and get on a cell phone. <laughs> it's kind of funny there. So here's uh, here's uh, Kathy, our HamBot, whatever you want to call her, and... Uh, she, uh, it, it was, it was nonstop for her. There was a lot to do in uh, uh, giving out the prizes. Uh, Hambot database uh, did record the prizes, but we also keep a paper trail just in case uh, uh, Hambot blows a fuse or something like that. So it was a lot of work. There's still a lot. I'm not sure we have the website updated. Uh, with all of our uh, prize winners, someone told me last night that some of the prizes weren't on the page yet. 
Uh, we're kind of like Mark. We're just too tired right now to do it. But over the next couple of days, a uh, couple of days, we will uh, be able to uh, get those out there. But hey, there was some nice equipment. I was surprised at how much Collins gear yeah. was there this year. Wouldn't you? That was Friday night. That was when they were still setting up. By the time I got there at 5 o'clock Friday evening, that stuff was gone. Well, that whole table was gone. Is that right? Well, there was a lot yes. there. Not only just this table. There was Collins gear everywhere. Now, oh, hey, yeah. I, want, I want everybody to know something here. I took these pictures before the door opened. I took it. So you're not going to see a lot of people walking around in the aisles. All these pictures here were taken before the door opened. So uh, uh, that's, uh, uh, that's what you're seeing here. So, hey, yeah. man, I mean, hey, I'd love, I, I, I should have bought me two or three KWM2s, man. I love the KW2. We had those when I was in the Air Force. Back in the seventies, and uh, man, I hey, nice radio, nice well, radio. You know, we had that guy uh, ask uh, Kathy to look over his stuff while he went to the men's room, and at the very bottom, what was that? A seventy-five A four he had on his cart. I was going to say the seventy-five A four is what we had at Ohio State at our radio club for our main receiver, and that was a fabulous receiver. Yeah, I I'm not sure that. there were. <laughs> There were he a lot of those there. On the left there. Yeah, there were a lot of those there. There were a there, lot of those like there. like three or four of them over in the... They, there they are. That's a yeah. 75A4. There's one, two, three of them there. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to have any of these again. Uh, you know, I started out with the tube stuff like this, but you know what? I don't have room anymore. You you set up a station nowadays with this this type of equipment, you, you need a room double size because uh, everything is much back. bigger. Everything's bigger and heavier than it used to be, yeah. you know. And but, you need a good air conditioning system. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, we can go way back on radios. Look at the antique stuff that was there. Uh, yeah. Well, that was a great uh, yeah. that great booth. That guy's selling hundreds of radios. That's just a small sampling of them. They sent me the website. Uh, they're up in Cookville, Tennessee, and they've got all kinds of unique uh, antique radios, Apparently, their relative uh, passed away, and he had an incredible collection, and they're very well in very good shape. I'm going to be right back. I'll show you the very first portable radio in 1947. I've got one of those from that booth there. All right. Emerson. I, I'll, uh, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you get it here, I'll try to switch the video over to you, uh, Bill, if, if you're going to go get it in a minute. Yeah. All right. A lot of so, that stuff was gone by Saturday morning. Yeah. Oh. So here we go. Uh, these are, uh, uh, I, what's that? It's, uh, it looks like a Jackson matchbox, maybe, uh, maybe Hammerlin receiver. Yeah, and then there's a SX. Yeah. 117, thereabouts. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Again, man, a lot, of, lot of neat stuff, man. Of course, we made it by uh, Shaq in the Box, and we talked to uh, the Lee family there, and uh, uh, they really, really hope there. We talked with Hope, and she gave us a little tour, and she talked uh, about it. It's on our video, and uh, uh, man, she uh, she knows her stuff. Uh, she 
she's a salesperson. She knows her stuff. She knows her marketing, and uh, she knows what's in those boxes. She looks like her mother. Those yeah, girls sure yeah. are growing up. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, there's there's the uh, thing where we had a lot of people would come up and they would chat with. We got. I think Michael did join us there. Let me get Michael in here. Uh, so so we did have uh, a lot of people that would come up and 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 uh, type to their friends there uh, in the chat room. Some more Colin stuff, you know. There's a um, that suitcase one was gone. Yeah, was it more Colin stuff and that more and more and more man everywhere, you know. Now this guy, this I call this the meter guy. He must have had oh, eight thousand. Yeah. 8,000 meters. Man, I never saw so many meters. I've got a box of meters here, but boy, I would have loved to have gone through that and picked me out another bushel basket full of meters because uh, I love building stuff here with the meters. I could have cleaned his place out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill, you got that You got that uh, radio there? Bill? Yeah, it's an Emerson 558. Wait, 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 let me let me remember where I am. Okay, and then let me. Okay, you're on now. You're on. It's an Emerson five five eight, and it's the very first portable radio. Before there were transistors, there are four tubes inside of it, and uh, it weighs probably four pounds without batteries. It uses two batteries. One's a one and a half volt A battery. And, a B and battery. the other one is a B battery, which right. is 67 and a half volts. Anybody know where I can buy a B battery? I was just going to say, where on God's green earth can you find a B battery? I'll tell you what, I, I, built, I, built, uh, <laughs> I built a little Shoei radio one time, and it had uh, you know, a t one tube, so it used a one-volt battery, one-and-a-half-volt <laughs> battery, and it had a B battery. It had, it had a B battery in there, 22 and a half volts. And that little battery lasted for like six months. I couldn't believe it, man. Well, this is a 67 and a half volt B battery. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to build a time machine and order, go back in the 40s and order one from Montgomery Ward catalog. That's about all I can think of doing. Well, you may. Uh, battery you, you, and build you a uh, booster. You might yeah, have there to. You go. Well, or, or, or just build you, up, eight, you know, eight nine volt batteries. Yeah. Just yeah, just build you, just this build is, you. This is how big. This is how big your cell phone, your iPads would be, and iPods would be right now if transistors weren't invented. Oh it yeah, was, yeah. You oh, yeah. Know, around. There's four tubes in here. This is all tubes. So we I just, can't wait to get it working. I'm going yeah, to put. Hold on, let me on. wait for the tubes to warm up so I can open up Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just watched a show on on the transistor radio when Sony invented the transistor radio, and uh, they couldn't make it small enough to fit in your shirt pocket. So he ordered all of his salesmen to go to a tailor and have the shirt pocket in, enlarged so that they could put the radio in the shirt pocket. Yeah, <laughs> this would take a very large shirt pocket. Well, <laughs> you know sure. what, guys? You know what? This is my cell phone. I'll still carry it around right here. Oh, my God. I remember those. It only weighs about four pounds, <laughs> but, uh, you know. Hey, Tom. This yeah. is Mike. How hey, are you? Hey, Michael. Just hang in there with hey, us, Mike, Michael, and we'll get with you there, and we'll do your thing in a few minutes. Hey, Tom, I have an old Motorola flip phone, the brick with the, with the uh, um, 
bright orange display, one line display. Yeah. I held that to my ear and pretended to talk into it in, inside <laughs> of a mall once. And people were <laughs> very, very oh. <laughs> Well, you did know, you, you up, know, before did cell you pick phones, up chicks with that, Bill. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know, before very, very old ones, very old. Ones. <laughs> yes. Let me borrow that for a weekend. <laughs> but you know, you know what was really neat uh, for you guys that go back a long time, like me, Bill, and everybody. Oh, back uh, in the early seventies when we had the repeaters on, we put the auto patch on where you had the little touch tone pad on your handy talkie. That was before cell phones and uh yeah. uh man, we felt like we were something to have a telephone right there in our hand, man. <laughs> you know. My my brother, I was showing my dad how the auto patch worked on our local repeater. Yeah. And I, my brother was about nine years old, and he was looking over our shoulders as I was entering the secret codes into my ICOM, my huge ICOM radio. And uh, he went outside camping in the backyard with his buddy, and I noticed my radio was gone. I thought I just misplaced it. Uh, in about an hour, there was three or four guys from the radio club knocking on our door. They had DF'd. My brother was making phone calls to all his buddies in school. And they DF'd it to my house. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, well. well you got to be careful. All right. Let's see. Where were we? We That's were in. We were looking at Harrison Collins gear. And let's see what's that. What else was next here? Oh, that we were talking about the the meter guy. Boy, he had some meters. He oh, had gosh, he I, had I meters. Wish I spent more time there, but I would have never gotten away. He had the meters. Man, he had meters. Well, let's see. <laughs> Again, if you need adapters or you know coax, uh, you know uh, PL two fifty. Well, anything, anything, uh, you know. Just pick it out. Look, look at the, uh, what is that thing? That, uh, what, it's not an SO239. What's the, bo- what's the barrel called? You know, um, Dwayne? Is it an it's SO something? It's a bulkhead connector. That's what I would call it. Yeah, but I think, I think it's got an SO number on it. I don't remember. But anyway, I mean, well, he had them there. He had them there, you know, 8, 10 inches long, you know, uh, where you could put them through a wall. Barrel. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So, you know, uh, again, so just some of the vendors there. Uh, uh, looks like some MFJ antennas hanging around, hanging around there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Ham Radio World. I, I'm not familiar with this guy. Uh, maybe I, maybe, you know, I just. Yeah, I've got some feedback on that one. So tell me, okay, Michael, you want to tell me about this one? Yeah, that one actually is, uh, they sell a lot of uh, radios. I remember going to that one, and I bought a Baofeng UV-5R from them. That thing only lasted me one month. Um, I put so much abuse into equipment because of my disability. I tend to drop radios a lot. And the the Baofengs, if they can't pass my drop test, they don't last long. Well, I don't see how they could pack everything into a radio for nineteen dollars to tell you the truth. But you know, uh, uh, yeah, I would say something a little bit more substantial might last you a little longer. There, let's move on. Yes. Let's move on here. Look, hey, solar panels, solar cells. This guy uh, had some great solar panels out there. 
Mm -hmm. and, see, that's uh, Kevin from Bioeno there. And I don't oh, yeah? think that he brought very many because those were all gone by Saturday morning. Well, Glenn, wow. man, you you were just missing everything, weren't you? No, I I made my run Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Night. Well, here's our friend. Uh, oh, there's Amy. There's Amy or uh, Ron. Uh, this is uh, Gold Medal. Gold Medal uh, ideas. Oh, she had him working. And uh, Ron donated some hats, and uh, so there's some prize hats out there that we gave away on the uh, the show. They're so, probably still driving home. Yeah. Yeah, they probably are. Oh, man, they, they, a lot of stuff there they have to bring. Yeah, they did some good business, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, Tom, on Saturday, I was at the Ham Fest, and a guy from Apple, representative from Apple, showed up in the flea market. And before he left, just out of the blue, he gave me a cell phone case. He gave me a cell phone case, and he also gave me a brand new pair of Apple AirPods. Brand spanking oh, yeah. cool. Never. It, it is an Apple representative um, from Tennessee. He wow. showed up, and he gave me brand new Apple AirPods and a cell phone case, never even out of the box. Well, that's cool. You know, you know why he did that? You were uh -uh. probably the only person in that hall that had an Apple phone. I yeah. think so. I don't know, I man. So. <laughs> I don't know. But I would have taken one even if I didn't have an Apple phone. Oh, yeah. All right. What do we got here? Uh, hey, I saw one table, and I tried to get a picture, but I, I don't have it here tonight. It said free stuff. Did you see that? Uh, did you see that, Glenn? It had, no, it, I saw somebody had a bag full of diodes, and it was, you know, hmm. one handful only, please. Well, really, one handful only. Oh, this guy had free. He had he had uh, uh, mobile rigs stacked up there, and he had a bunch of stuff. It says yeah, free, free. Play it forward. Play it forward. Is yeah. it play it forward or pay it forward? Pay what it is, forward. Pay it forward. Yeah, that's an Icom seven thirty five on the top there, and yeah. that was not there by the time I made it that into Man, the Man, just everything, oh, wow. everything. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There yeah, was a lot of money kit. changing hands. They were gone. I didn't see those Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. And just remember, guys, remember again, I took these pictures before the door opened. So, those you know, hey, don't kids. don't think those that this don't think this is what the uh, ham fest looked like. But uh, these pictures were all taken before the uh, the door opened at 9 a.m. Uh, they're back some more, you know, there's your Collins stuff. You know, I talked to this guy, and he does collect and sell the Collins, and uh, I, I don't know where he gets it all, gets so much, but the average price on those were about 500 600 bucks, and uh, he said they all worked, and uh, yeah, they look nice pretty right pretty here. clean. They look pretty clean. Yeah. Well, we got, there's a six-meter. Um, that looks. That was gone before I even got there. Oh, man, everything's <laughs> gone, Glenn. Everything's gone before you get there. Man. Six uh, Glenn, you just missed out on the whole damn show. Glenn, Glenn. Got <laughs> to get up a little earlier. So, Glenn, are you sure you were there on the same weekend that we, we got there? I'm starting to wonder, did I get mm. lost in a time warp at the Space and Rocket Center or something? I, I, I think I, I don't did. know, man. I don't know. Because well, there's a shot across stuff. some of the flea market stuff right there. Mm. And uh, yeah. uh, some more. Now, these 
these helicrafters, he had... Uh, I remember four, seeing those. He had four or five of these. He had a good price on them, $500 each. That's probably why they're still sitting there. My very first the radio was an SX-101A. That's not the 101A, but it yeah. looks kind of similar. Yeah, he had an S-38 mm. on that table also. Right. Mm. Yeah, he uh, again, very nice, very clean. I think that came yeah. from a silent key collection, possibly. Uh, so. Gigaparts was there. This is the entry oh, to Gigaparts. Yeah. Uh, you know, they go real first class. They got carpet on the floor in your booth there. So uh, they had uh, 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 a setup on both sides of the aisle there. Again, uh, the aisles were all 12-foot aisles here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Icom. the Icom, Icom. There, yeah. Ray came over, and Ray came over and talked a while. Uh, we did a little interview with Ray there. Let's see. Um, yeah, Bill, they had a TR7 there. They had a whole bunch of Drake stuff. Yeah. Here's, uh, I think this is Wolf River. from you, Tom, pretty what, much. What is that? Yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were pretty much uh, in our line of sight most of the time. Our yeah. camera was, was aimed uh, that way. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, well, hey, that's kind of uh, uh, our experience there with uh, Huntsville this year. Again, it was a great ham fest. It was in person again. Everybody was so happy to be back. Uh, I'm sorry Joe Eisenberg couldn't make it. You know, we we were in a contest with Joe Eisenberg on who's going to win the most tickets, I mean, most prizes every year. Uh, Joe didn't make it. Glenn took up the challenge. Glenn, you I got... I was a poor substitute for Joe. You, you got two. You won two. We won six prizes. Let's see. I think we yeah. got a... We got a couple. You buy a whole brick. What, how many? Well, I, I, I can't. I cannot confirm or deny that. Actually, mm. uh, that, I think it was uh, two hundred tickets in a brick, <laughs> and you had enough bricks to start building the house. So, so, uh, <laughs> so we wanted to support. We wanted to support. You know, we were going to do that regardless, and we wanted to support mm. the Ham Fest this year because we knew it was going to be tough with them coming really back. Cool price. Oh, yeah. We won. I won. Let's see. We got, uh, let's see. We, uh, my first prize was a uh, get your technician license book. I, uh, yeah. So we'll yeah, probably give that away. We'll probably get your license, Tom. Yeah, I need to get it. Well, we'll probably give that away on the show here, uh, maybe one night. Uh, and then let's see. We won a uh, Yezu Handy Talkie uh, FTM70D. Oh, that? We won a 70 FT70D, uh, Yezu Handy Talkie. And I think we won, let's see, we got a, we won a couple. A Geocron, uh, that's a... Uh, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't, yeah. So, uh, but I was thinking we won a couple ARL gift certificates, I think. But, and then we won a nice Yezu uh, dual band radio, the FTM300D, yeah, if I, if I, I got that right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'll probably put that to use somewhere. And uh, and then, hey, the Geocron clock. Uh, I, I didn't even know that was going to be a, yeah. a prize out there, but that was a surprise for us. I haven't yeah, I haven't uh, set it up yet. I think it's a little server. It's just a little black box or something. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe it's Arduino. Yeah. Maybe you hook it's, it up to a 4K monitor. Yeah, I've got a monitor on the wall here. We'll probably set that when I get some time. I was also told that the designer of that uh, would be interested in coming on our show and talking about it. So uh, we'll really probably nice. really nice to have. We'll probably have uh, him on the show here soon, and uh, we'll talk mm -hmm. about that. But that was a geo geocron clock. 
So, uh, hey, by the way, Tom, uh, mm -hmm. 1990 is calling. Hey, 1990 is. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. I have to send the antenna first. There you go. Oh, wow. reception. Talk about. Oh yeah. Back. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, while we were there, while we were there, uh, we went and ate at the new restaurant that's. Uh, Basically, inside the North Hall of the Von Braun Center. It's a long walk. It's from the hotel, through, walking through the highway, it's about four-tenths of a mile, actually. But uh, there's a new restaurant in here called uh, Rhythm. And uh, we, we were eating over there one uh, Saturday night. Well, we ate here a couple nights. And I ran into some of my Memphis crew, some of my uh, friends from Memphis there, and uh, one of them, one of them is Damon, uh, WA4HFN, and he goes by WA4Hot Friday Night. So he was there, and they were sitting there eating, and uh, I, um, I, was, I was about to leave, and I, I saw him over there, and I talked to him. I said, hey, today was Damon's birthday. So I try to do little neat, crazy things, you know, if I can, and maybe try to uh, embarrass people a little bit. So, uh, so what happened was, before I left, uh, before I left, I set this up and surprised Damon. Now, this is a table. This table is about about ten feet away from Damon, and I'm gonna run a little video here and let you see it and uh, and hear it. So, uh, I uh, I convinced these ladies to uh, to uh, help me out here with this. So here we go. So that oh, awesome. So uh, that that was kind of a little surprise for Damon there, and uh, I think he he wasn't expecting it to tell you the truth there. Yeah, next um, year it's going to be my birthday. Yeah, well, it, I don't know if I can get them them back or not. You know, that costs some big bucks to have that those people brought in there, Glenn. Yeah. What do you got here's there, Glenn? What, here's what you got, Tom. The Geocron. Yeah. Hey. Is that it's got it? All the the cool stuff, the interface, you know, plugs uh, and stuff, and it plugs into a. Uh, a 4K TV. Okay. Yep. Well, it and came. Well, a big monitor. It came. Oh, it came with a little mouse. I opened it up and I said, "What is this? It looks like a little bitty mini mouse." Right. Well, I don't know if mine came with a mini mouse or not. I just opened the box. I've had it sitting oh, here. So you haven't hooked it up yet. So I've got, on the wall here. I've got a. I've got a TV uh, with uh, HDMI. I guess I've I can. Got a pointer. It it's remote controlled. Uh, I don't. I don't know if mine has that or not. Not the pointer, huh? Oh, oh, the pointer. I'm coming I'm, back to Iuka this fall. You, you can put it in my suitcase if you want. Yeah, I'm sure I could. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, oh, let's yeah, see. I actually bought this at the last Huntsville Ham Fest, and that was the day before I had my surgery, and I have not touched and opened this box since. Mm. Well, now it's time, Mister. Get to work. Well, here's the problem. As you noticed, look who came up. I've yeah, already lost I see. It. I've already yeah, lost plastic. It. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hers now. All right.
right. Hey, guys, let's uh, just take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Don't go away. We're going to have lots of fun here tonight. June kicked off hurricane season, and another rough wildfire season. Strike cellular towers and power grids can quickly become overloaded and down. Emergency comms need to be instant, reliable, and allow interoperation with other organizations and agencies. Amateur Radio provides reliable emergency communications with the added security of system redundancy. In addition to our lineup of amateur D-Star digital HF and analog radios, our IC SAT 100 portable satellite radio and the IP501HM LTE radios are an ideal solution for the additional coverage. ICOM's ICSAT 100 is the perfect handheld satellite radio for use outside of cellular or network range by operating on Iridians, constellation of satellites, quickly and easily connect with other PTT devices, even from remote areas. The IP501H and the IP501M radios provide instant, wide area coverage over LTE. By using the LTE network, you bypass the need for a pre-existing infrastructure, allowing nationwide coverage without the added cost of building and maintaining your own. Connect to all of these devices and more, even systems operating on different protocols, with the VEPG4 ROIP gateway, from LAN mobile and LTE radios to IP communications terminals and IP phone systems, they work together to form one seamless and uninterrupted network, ensuring your comms are received. Visit www.icomamerica.com amateur for more information on ICOM radios. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. Okay, we're back. I caught you, caught you, Katie. I caught you, caught you there. All right, all right, we're back. Uh, this is Amateur Radio Roundtables, a show about ham radio. And if you're wondering what all the funny stuff going on, uh, I can't tell you something behind the scenes here. You have to, you have to tune in and watch it yourself here. Hey, if you're listening out there on the International Shortwave on 7490, send us an email to Tom at w5kub would love to hear from you tom at w5kub.com and uh let us know where you are and uh give us a signal report i don't think we're running a lot of power about fifty thousand watts it's we're it's not a you know a big uh the uh, transmitter on is not a big transmitter only about fifty thousand watts and uh the transmitter is up in monticello uh maine right up on the canadian border uh, if you're new to us, uh, say hello in the chat room. We'd love to hear from you. If you're new, welcome. Uh, please hit the um, hit the subscribe button. We need you to hit the subscribe button uh, there on YouTube. It really helps us out a whole lot. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got Michael in here in a minute. We're going to be talking uh, a few minutes about um, uh, handicap and ham radio. Oh, hey, you know, guys, if you remember, 
if you remember, we uh, we built a little five-part 40-meter radio. You, you remember that? And uh, I've got it right here. Let me see if I can show you something. Um, and you know, we called CQ, but we didn't get anybody to answer. Let's let's let me show you what we what I found out here. So we're gonna I'm gonna go back over to this, and uh, if I can find the right mouse here, here we go. Here we go. So this is this is the little five uh, part. This is the little five part uh, radio we built. And why you know, it's here? a real radio with the key bigger than the radio. You know, I'm not. The video and YouTube is muted. There you go. Let me start that back so Got you can see the radio. Manual key on it. Uh, trying to keep things from shorting out here. Here's the battery, 9 volt battery. Okay, I've got it hooked to the antenna. Let's see. All right, let's see if we can make a contact here real quick with it. I'm going to call CQ. I'm used to a, uh, a keyer. I haven't used a straight key in a number of years, but I'm going to try it. So here we go. Okay, so we call, we call CQ. We call CQ, and I never got an answer. But look at this on reverse beacon right here. We were picked up on reverse beacon there by uh, a, K, uh, a, a K8 and what a W9 I guess. K9 LC. Yeah, and uh, you know, so so we were getting out our little five part, uh, 150 milliwatt uh, transmitter built from nothing. Uh, I'm sure by the time it got to the 150 feet to the to the end of 150 feet of coax out to the antenna, there was not much power out there. But uh, we were hurried, so hey, it did get out. So just wanted to let you guys know that we 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 were successful in at least getting a transmitter to uh, to work there. Um, let's see, we've talked about Huntsville prizes. Uh, Damon's birthday. I don't know if Damon may be watching tonight. Damon, if you're watching, I happy birthday to you. And. Uh, so, uh, hey, um, okay, let's take this opportunity. Uh, Michael, let's spend about maybe 15 minutes or so, if that'll give you enough time. Uh, and we'll work you in here tonight. And we're going to talk about ham radio and the handicap and, and you know, uh, how ham radio works with handicap or how handicaps work with ham radio. I know there's some things that, kind of line up here come on in here michael good evening tom and first of all thank you so much for inviting me um i really do appreciate it um i'm not just a ham operator um i'm the jack of all traits is what my uh teacher used to say i do a lot more than just ham radio um i was in the uh lee high school magnet program for uh, music um uh, I attended several uh, performances, and uh, I got superior ratings and uh, vocal solo competitions. Um, but the main reason why I'm here today is to basically talk to you about how special needs uh, persons can get involved in ham radio. And, and first of all, Tom, we do not use the word handicapped. Uh, we strictly like to be called persons with disabilities. Um, 
handicap was used a long time ago, and uh, we don't use the word handicapped anymore. Um, we always use persons with disabilities. Um, little backstory on me: uh, I got my license in 1995 as a uh, no-code technician, and uh, went to high school. Uh, with that uh, license and educated a bunch of my uh, students in my class about amateur radio. And uh, the fun thing that they liked about it is when I was doing presentations, it got them out of doing classwork for the day. So that was kind of their, uh, their caveat for not having to do classwork was me giving presentations. So I'd always have a student come up to me and say, hey, you going to give a presentation presentation on ham radio so we don't have to do any classwork? I says, Oh, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, and the other thing, too, I'm involved with a lot of volunteer organizations. I'm involved with People First of Huntsville, Alabama, which is an advocacy group for people with disabilities. And uh, that website is People First of Huntsville or People First of Alabama.net. People First of Alabama.net. And we're basically a group. That group is basically a group of people that do topics about independent living and other forms of uh, um, adaptive technologies. And getting to adaptive technology, I'm a member of Courage Handy Ham System, which is an organization that helps people with disabilities get involved in amateur radio. The type of technology that Courage Handy Ham System uses for amateur radio communications for those with disabilities are puff and sip keys um, and special devices that are adapted to amateur radio equipment and they also take part in uh, the uh, field day. Uh, there's field day available for people with disabilities that want to be a part of that um, and there's also testing. Uh, ham radio license testing for those that are brand new to the hobby and want to be able to get their license test. The tests are all done uh, verbally and uh, also for those that have uh, non-communicative um, disabilities, the tests are read aloud to them and they're able to point out the answer to the tests. Um, I've been a volunteer with Courage Handy Hams now for quite a while and I enjoy doing what I'm doing with them. I'm also a member of the uh, Amateur Radio Emergency Services for Huntsville, Alabama, and I'm the Special Needs Coordinator for the State of Alabama. I've been involved with that group now since 2008, and I was just appointed as the State Special Needs Liaison for the State of Alabama. Uh, one of the things I love to do with that is uh, I love to educate those uh, with disabilities about amateur radio and emergency communications. Um, and Tom, I remember you, you probably hear me talk about this during our first interview was about how people with disabilities can get involved in emergency communications. And most of this is done through um, basic repetition. If you're a special needs net controller and you need someone to be with you during a training net or anything like that, a person like myself would be there to help that person along to make sure that they're able to um, learn the theor learn the, the preamble and things like that. Um, and I've been involved with uh, Aries now for a long time, and I really enjoy it. We actually, at our booth, we had 
what I call repeaters in a box. And at the Ham Fest, I was just winging it when I was doing the booth there. I mean, I literally was like, okay, I don't know much about these repeaters in a box, but I'm just going to wing it, man. I had a ton of people crowding me, uh, wanting to know about these boxes, and it was amazing. I had so many people, um, you know, really come up to me and say, you know, I want to know about this box. And like I said, I was just winging it with this box, and I kind of was like, okay, this is what this does. Um, and during the whole event, I carried a virtual card with me. I don't have it in front of me, but it's a virtual uh business card that I converted into a eyeball card that um, has my contact information on it, which is really cool. Um, and to kind of keep it short here, because I know, Tom, you got a lot to do uh, tonight, and I just wanted to once again thank you for letting me be here uh, tonight and letting you uh, hear my story. And before I go, Tom, if I have your permission, can I do a brief uh, song for you guys real quick? A brief what? Song? Uh, can I do a brief song for you guys real quick? Well, you know, uh, we're open to anything on a show. Now, if, um, let's see, the FCC, we're not going to censor it with FCC. Are you, you going to have a band or anything? Or I do. What was that? <laughs> what was that, Glenn? Either you let him sing or I'm going to sing. All right, go right ahead, Michael. I'm just playing with you, man. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, I'm going to just do our national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous flies, all oh, the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rocket's regular, the bombs bursting in air, gave night that our flag was still there who saved us that star-spangled banner yet wave for the land of the Great job, great job, Michael. Thank <laughs> you. Gracious, what a voice! Thank you. I agree, hi. That's great. And that's a very difficult song because of the range. Uh, Absolutely. Professional musicians have a great difficulty with that song. Great job. Oh yeah, great job, Michael. That's Thank you. Beautiful. You can come right, back and sing anytime. It's better yeah. than listening to Glenn. Well, Todd. you know. Ooh, ouch. I don't know if anybody saw or not, but there's a, a ham that came by the booth. Uh, he looked like Billy Idol. I don't know if anybody remembers seeing him or not. 
Everybody thought it was Billy Idol. A lot of, his hair was all... He was, he was a musician, and uh, he played in a band. And um, he actually played a tune for us. He had a little harmonica. It was about, about three-quarters of an inch long. Yeah, I and, heard him out in the flea market. And, and he actually... It was about three-quarters of an inch long. I don't know how he blew in each one of the little different holes, but he played an entire... So I, I had him play a song for us, and uh, he, he did a great job on it. He was supposed to come back the next day on Sunday and... And do another one for us, but uh, he he didn't get around. But uh, everybody thought it was Billy Idol. <laughs> All right, hey guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and open some phone lines up here uh, for people, and let's just get some general discussion going here. And um, we'll also open a Zoom up. Yeah, Tom, why are you doing that? Yeah, we talked about this in the pre-show, but. Folks didn't get to see what I scored at the ham fest. Well, let's see what you got there. This was Friday night. Got a Simpson 260 in a nice wooden case. Yep. It's going to need to be rebuilt and repaired, but there's a good $5. And then... You know, while you're grabbing the next thing, that box makes me think that'd be a great box... It looks like just the perfect size for storing QSL cards, too. Yeah, it would. There you go. And I've been wanting to refurbish this Heathkit HW16 that I bought a couple years back. So I managed to find me a Heathkit tube tester that needs to be refurbished. Those are high-dollar ticket items now and hard to find. This was 20 bucks. Wow, you and got the deal of deals. I got online this morning and I found the manual and the scrolling tube chart. Uh, oh yeah, print online. So I, I, everything I need to get this thing put back together is online, and that was a whopping twenty bucks. So those are those are my two big scores. Well, you did good. You did good, and. Uh... You're now joining the, the only participant in the conference. You're now joining the uh, Simpson 260 Club. Yeah. <laughs> so you you didn't miss everything. You managed to find something. That's right. Oh no, I I found stuff. It's just that the stuff that Tom found was gone by the time I got there. So it makes me wonder what I missed. Yeah, I was following you around, Glenn, and I was trying to catch up to you, and you were moving so fast. That it was real difficult to catch up to you. So that was the third pass through. <laughs> apparently, there were other people faster than you, even. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the amazing thing is, you know, every time I went through, I found new stuff that I missed the first time through. People with, you know, stuff was getting uncovered or shifted around. That was perhaps the most amazing ham, ham fest flea market I've ever seen. Uh, just to the sheer quantity of stuff. Of course, people have been saving it up for two years. Yeah, and yeah. Figured it'd be good. Yeah. I think Huntsville is notorious for their swap meet side of things because, oh, yes. again, because it's inside and it's always a big, huge area. But obviously, this year was even bigger. But yeah, I see Mike's nodding. You know, obviously, it's your backyard, so you know. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Bill, if you want us to see your face, you're going to have to aim the camera down a little. Let's see, if you aim it down, that'll bring your face up because I put the banner on there. or Not the banner, but I put the phone line oh, on, and it's going to cover up your your face. We've got a few people joining us here on, uh, on Zoom. Hi, Gary. Bill, how did you oh, form? There's, 
<gasps> is that Richie? Is it Richie? Is it Richie Rich? Richie? Richie Zambora? Richie uh, from Richie's Ham Shack yeah. in Wisconsin. Bill, how'd your Wisconsin. forum go? Oh, it was a pretty yeah. good turnout. It wasn't quite as crowded as last uh, two years ago, but uh, it was a pretty good crowd. Cool. You didn't get to launch a balloon outside this year, did you? As I say, uh, when you have to put up an umbrella or the wind uh, knocks the hat off your head, it's, it's too too bad to fly a balloon. <laughs> and it was pouring down rain at noon on Saturday. Yeah, it seemed like every time I looked outside, it was. Raining. I never, uh, I never saw any rain at all. I, you know, inside you don't know it's raining. No. And that's the beauty of staying at the embassy suite. You just drove right across the ramp. Yeah, the and I'll tell you, the guy running the air conditioner there, I understand uh, the Von Braun Center has a ham radio guy employee that ran the air conditioner there, and uh, he about froze me out two days. I mean, it was it was cold it was in here. Even on, cold. even on setup day, normally on setup day with those big doors open, they, they in the past they haven't run the air conditioner I don't think but uh, they were running it this year uh, you know I wore shorts on setup day because I was afraid I was going to get hot and dirty but man it was cool in there yeah it was it was good you never know with a convention you know and I always thought at first it was just me being a girl because you know girls always are you know cold or too hot but. I just learned at these events, and it depends on how many people are there, yeah. or how many people are close together, or how much the air conditioner's running. But I just got so I always brought a jacket, even if yeah. it was you know Florida for hamcation in this in February, right. because you, well, you know you I never wore long know. Sleeves, and I thought the long sleeves were just not the right thing, and turns out they were perfect. Kathleen yeah. from ARRL brought her sweater, thankfully, because she was freezing. All right, hey, let yeah, me uh, let me make let me make a quick a quick uh, comment here to hide to hide there uh, yeah. uh, WX4HYD hide. That's he's over in Tennessee. Uh, we'll be going over to the East Tennessee Ham Fest September 25th, and I'll be doing a little talk over there. And uh, uh, Hyde has invited me over to be uh, a part of the uh, Ham Fest over here. So we're going over there in Sevierville, right. Tennessee. Uh, be August, uh, September 25th, and uh, we're gonna have fun over there. And then when we get through there, we're gonna go on over to our home in North Carolina and probably stay three or four or five days. Uh, that means that I might do, and I most likely will do the show uh, that Tuesday from the Blue Ridge Mountains there in uh, in North Carolina. And maybe I can have my ham friends over. They have a band called uh, the the Three Dead Possums, and um, you guys have you guys have heard them on here before. You've played them before, yeah. I opened the show one night with the Three Dead Possums, and uh, the, you know uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So we'll probably have a show from North Carolina. Um, that would be I don't know somewhere around. Let's see if the twenty fifth is Saturday, twenty fifth, twenty sixth. 29th, 29th of September, we'll have it from the Blue Ridge Mountains there. Okay, we've got several people joining us here on um, on uh, Zoom. Let's see who we got. Somebody jump in here. I'll see Ricky. Hey, Ricky, how you doing? You mean me? Is that Ricky? Richie. 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 Okay, well, hey, 
I, I couldn't tell. You're you're about a postage stamp size on my monitor, and it's like <laughs> six feet away. Yeah. I got to get my glasses. I got to get my glasses clean to see that, man. Oh, we got it. Teresa's joining us. Well, hey, how's everything up at the uh, Wisconsin Academy? Good, good. We're really, uh, we've opened up since COVID. We got everything back up and running. We had another shutdown because of it. But now we all have to wear masks still. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Unless yeah. you're outside, you know, we fly the Predator drones and uh, other things. So when you're outside, you don't have to, but... Looking forward to the fall, I can tell you that. All right. Well, hey, I'm looking forward for you guys getting back. Now, you used to put us up on the big screen here in your auditorium. Now, we, yeah. we need you to yeah. start doing that again. You well, know. yeah, we would usually do that later on in the fall. We have yeah. to keep the group together until 10 o'clock uh, central time. So we, they all have to be doing the same thing. So we've got a screen that's about 30 feet high and, I don't know, 40 feet wide. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we just kind of, I turn it on. They're going to watch what I Well, hey, watch. if they've got to be there till 10 o'clock, they need to be sitting there watching us on a 30 by 40 foot screen, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next time you do that, give me some advance notice. I'll do a better job with my makeup. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, I was saying that, uh, you know, you can almost see Tom's nose hairs. Well, hey, hey, uh, Kathy usually has me trim them. Uh, she gets that, that, you know, that trimmer out, you know, before the show, and she has to do, she has to, power to tool. yeah, she has to do my ears and stuff, and she tells me I can do my nose, but you know, hey, you know, uh, anyway, hey, a guy at the Hamfest this weekend told me he said I I look younger in person than I do on the show, so I don't know what I look like on a thirty foot screen, man. Oh, you look about the same. Do it's I? Bigger. Okay. Yeah. All right. See Gary in there. Hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. Gary's got to unmute and say hi. Hey, guys, uh, if anybody wants to call on a telephone, you don't have to call on Zoom. We've got the number up on the screen. Uh, we have phone lines in 65 countries. Give us a call. Local numbers in 65 countries. Won't cost you anything. Then there's. Bill and Teresa's here. Teresa, there, Teresa. How you doing, Teresa? Howdy. Not too bad. How about y'all? Glad to see you made it home safe. Yeah, we did fine. We we made it back fine after we rested up a day. Um. So did you get? I, I, I it was hard for me to to really know who was in the chat room. Did you get a chance to join us any this weekend? I did. Um. Not quite as hard and as focused as I intended to be. Um, I got invited at the last minute out to a local ham activity group, and we set out in the middle of a horse pasture and set up antennas, and I worked uh, North American QSO party Saturday. Okay. Okay. Nice. Totally missed that this weekend. I'm glad you got to do it. All right. I couldn't do a darn. Th I couldn't do a darn thing because we had a hurricane up here, and um, uh, you had a I went, tropical storm. Yeah. Now, no, yeah. it was no. Now wait a minute, guys. We wait a minute. 60, wait. We wait. Had wait. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me set the stage here, uh, uh, Bill. 
You, you guys may okay. not know it, but Teresa is in school to become a meteorologist. So, oh, so, 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 if there's any discussion and controversy about a hurricane or a storm, we're going to go with her. And she All lives right. in Texas. Well, wait, 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 wait. All right. So, what is 61 miles per hour in a wind? That's a Tuesday in Wyoming. I was well, going to say, uh, 61 is two miles so. an hour short of a hurricane. That's a calm yeah. day in Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, pretty well, much. That's every day in Cheyenne. <laughs> well, they had some serious weather in central Tennessee. <clears throat> oh, I a was lot of people. That. A lot of people. Uh, <clears throat> it was the demise like you wouldn't believe of. Uh, uh, a, a huge amount of people. I went and I texted uh, uh, Kathy yeah. because I said to her, I said, if you're going home that way, be careful. <laughs> well, we drove through a lot of the rank on the way. You know, Huntsville's a little south of there, and we, we took a southern route. We didn't go down I-40. It wasn't very far from Huntsville. It was 120 yeah. miles. We didn't. We didn't. 100 miles from Huntsville, and I have a friend, KF4's EPI, lives five miles from where that flash flood came through. Yeah, they got, uh, I think they got 20 inches. 20 inches of rain there and uh man it, it just it hit them it hit them before they knew it that 20 inches and uh we drove through a lot of that uh our on the way down even to huntsville uh visibility was just really bad here for about an hour it was a lot of a uh, lot of water in the air well yeah. you know bill but not much oh. I was going to say, Bill has the, you know, they had the 61 mile an hour winds up there in Massachusetts, which you're not used to. But, you know, of course, and you have something we don't have a lot of, which is trees. So, uh, well, 60 well, miles yeah, hours. Okay, so, all right. So, yeah. I, I, it's way worse for you. <laughs> I woke up on Sunday morning, okay, and on the, uh, on the uh, ABC TV station, they were... Trees over on cars, trees over on houses, uh, you know, numerous yeah. power outages and stuff like that. And I'm saying to myself, oh, please don't come this way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the, the big thing, did Jim Cantori ever show up? You know, if Jim Cantori shows up in yeah. your neighborhood, you are in trouble. Then it's yeah, a, you, yeah, yeah. you can't brag about it unless Jim Cantori shows. That's right. <laughs> if he shows and you stay, A, you're crazy. Yeah, you're doomed. <clears throat> <laughs> well, I tell you, I tell you, you know, I mean, we've uh, just, a, well, it's, I, I don't know how many years now. I don't know if my son Chris is in the chat room or not, but we had Hurricane what? Elvis come through. And uh, that was not a real name to Hurricane that year, but uh, everybody here calls it Hurricane Elvis. I think we had 110 mile an hour straight line winds. And it actually took down forest. You would not. It looked like an atomic bomb went off. Uh, uh, I think Chris had three or four hundred foot trees actually fall through his house and uh, rain. And uh, I don't know how he uh, did it, but he was out there in the rain. He had to go cut the gas off because you know his uh, furnace and everything was up in the attic, and his house was destroyed. And I guess he heard the gas and. Uh, Hundred. It was over hundred miles. Tornado, tornado outbreak here in Huntsville, North Alabama. We had a dozen tornadoes come through. I looked out my uh, door, and there were radar units from the storm uh, research people from the the Severe Weather Institute 
there were radar trucks and all kinds of uh, chase vehicles on my street parked. And that's when I decided to run and hide because shortly yeah. after an F5 came through just about a mile or two away. So well, what happened? that in your neighborhood, find your safe place immediately. Well, you know, they've got aerial drones and stuff. And what they did is they saw the target on the roof of your house. I figure we need to be there. Absolutely. Well, you know, these these mobile home parks, are they're really bad about getting destroyed. And uh, uh, I don't know why they put those mobile home parks so close to the cities. If they would move them out of way a little way, it would protect the cities a little bit more. Well, I have a theory on that. Um, it turns out that a tornado sometimes produces an RF frequency on Channel 2. Yeah, uh, 55 megahertz. And right. in fact, years ago, you could tune your TV to so that it was just dark on channel 13. If you went to channel two and it white it became white, yeah. there was a tornado within a few miles of you. Yeah, and so I think maybe the length of a single wide uh, mobile home might be a resonant multiple either that or the width of it i'm not sure but one of the two probably doesn't you know the at, at i think at huntsville this year we had the guys there uh, in a head of booth selling the uh tornado uh alert yeah devices again i did not talk to them this year but they've got a little device like a weather radio that uh, picks up the tornado i guess the signal and, and that you're talking there. about like you're talking there. about bill the signal uh, and it, it uh, supposedly it's been pretty accurate uh, for them. I, I've tried it. It actually does light up a TV, a good old-fashioned wow. TV. Interesting. Yeah. Well, guys, I've got to head off. It's right. getting late for me, but uh, thank you so much again, Tom, for having Thanks, me, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, Thanks, Michael. Michael. Bye-bye now. See you, Michael. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys, uh, the phone lines are open. The phone number is on the uh, screen here. If you're listening on shortwave, take, got a pencil, write this number down. Give us a call. I'd love to hear from you if you're listening on shortwave out here. So do this for me. You got your pencil? Let me, let me wait a second. Okay, you should have your pencil now. The number is 712-775-7262. And once you connect, you're going to have to enter a code. The code is 407051. And then I call it the pound sign. I I don't know if that's a hash or a pound, whatever. So the code is 407051 pound sign. Does that make me old calling a pound sign? Yes. I guess it's a hashtag. Hashtag, is that what it's it is, man? sharp. Now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Teresa. We'll do it musically. <laughs> All right. Aww. All right. Well, let's Three see. You know. <laughs> so I, I've got antenna work to do. Uh, I, uh, uh, man, I'm, 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 I'm really interested in that. That 1,200-watt solid plane amplifier we talked about last week. And um, I'm, I'm really thinking about ordering one. The problem is it's like a three-month wait on them. But uh, I need to 
I haven't done any work on my antennas in a long time, so I need to really get out there and maybe that's my next job. Uh, I'm gonna put me a new delta loop, uh, delta loop up. Um, I've got some uh, new wire, and uh, I got that um, that uh, two to one ballon I'm gonna put on here now. The impedance of a, a delta loop is about uh, 100 ohms. Uh, so a 2 to 1 should be a, a, a good match. Now, your books and everything, most people use a 4 to 1 ballon on a delta loop. And that's what I've used on it all these years, a 4 to 1 you know, ballon. Well, so I, I put a 2 to 1 and, and I've had almost a perfect match on my old delta loop out there. But I, I had uh, uh, Bob, uh, I ordered a, a new 2-to-1 ballon from him. And I went out the other day and I put the 2-to-1 ballon on. And um, my SWR is a lot higher on all bands. I don't know why. Um, if it's a 100-ohm antenna, I'm feeding it with 50-ohm cable, so... I don't know. I need to uh, just go ahead and just redo the whole wire and trim it. Try to get well, it resonant. Take your analyzer in there and see what yeah. the impedance really is. <clears throat> I'm thinking about taking the analyzer out there and just taking a ballon out and just clipping the analyzer across it and see if it shows, you know, 100 ohm or what it really shows. I'm sure that can vary somewhat, but uh, I, I, I'm gonna get my antennas ready. You know, winter be coming. I'm gonna. Get me some good resonant antennas back up from from multiple bands, and uh, uh, I do have <clears throat> I do have the uh, uh, an MFJ uh, 1.5 kilowatt auto tuner out there that's on my uh, 40 meter extended double zip, and it'll work just it'll work all bands with that tuner. But I like to have some uh, resonant uh, resonant antennas up, and of course. Um, uh, although the resident, I, st I need to make sure they can handle the power. You know, uh, a lot of times uh, uh, you kind of skimp in, in insulators and things like that, and uh, I just need to make sure that uh, it's it's good at uh, you know at a kilowatt or a little bit better. But I may uh, I may do that. I may uh, order that and uh, put it together. Uh, Earl's in the chat room. Hey, Earl. Uh, yeah, I could do an assembly video. Uh, you know the the what is the mission? I think it's called the, is it the mission or the Mercury mission? It's called the mission. No, it's called a Mercury. The Mercury 3S 3S Mercury 3 3S by KM3 MK. Uh, I'm going to. I think I'm going to order one. Uh, uh, it's a little steep in price, but it's it's a I don't know. They they claim it's the they they claim they're selling it for the price of a seven or eight hundred watt amplifier. It's actually twelve hundred watts, but it's solid state LD MOS. And if you guys remember seeing it on the show the other night, uh, it was just really nice. It's got a seven inch screen on the front. It shows power output, uh, voltage, current, temperature. It shows all that. It's got great protection in here to protect the uh, LD MOS. And um, uh, you know, over voltage, uh, over current, uh, over temperature—it's got all those things in there. SWR—it'll shut down. 
And the LD Moss stuff is pretty good now. Uh, I've seen demos of the LD Moss where they actually uh, were running a thousand watts, and they took a screwdriver and shorted out the SO250, uh, SO239, and uh, it didn't hurt the uh, it didn't hurt the uh, transistor. And uh, they even they even powered it up with no antenna on and transmitted. It didn't hurt the uh, LD Moss, so it must be really making. Um, uh, some improvements in that. Years ago, I would have been very afraid to have a solid-state amplifier because I, I, I would be afraid I would, uh, you know, destroy the the transistor somehow. You know. Um. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bruce, uh, balanced tuner fed with 450 online. That's what I'm using out there on my uh, my. Uh, 40 meter extended double zap. Uh, that antenna is 172 feet long. It's uh, it's two five eighths uh, wavelength antennas, one, uh, five eighths on each side, and it's up about 90 feet. So it's really up in the air, really good. It's fed with open or yeah, 450 ohm line, and uh, got the tuner at the base, and it, it does really well. But my delta loop has always just about worked just about as well. And uh, I, I really like the Delta Loop. Um, I don't want to move my... Uh, the Delta Loop actually is actually resonant. You can cut it resonant, and it'll be resonant on 40 and 20 and uh, uh, 10 and even 6 without a tuner. It, it has a good match even without a tuner. So I hate to, uh, I'll say, waste my 1.5 kilowatt tuner and put it on my Delta Loop when it basically... It has a good SWR on all the bands. I want to keep it on my uh, extended double zip up here, so uh, I can use it to tune different uh, different bands with. But I'm thinking about doing it. I just I hate waiting on stuff. I hate waiting three months to uh, to get it. Uh, I mentioned to you guys I'm putting in a home generator here. I'm putting a, a genera generac. Uh, 22,000 watt uh, generator here at the house. Uh, last month I poured the slab out there for it and uh, I'm just waiting. Everything is back ordered. Uh, it's taking months to get the generator but uh, hopefully maybe by next month uh, it'll be here and, and will be installed. So uh, once I get the generator installed that means that the neighborhood will probably never have another power outage. Uh, but uh, that's good. You know, Tom, I've started working for the power company here in town. And my first day there, uh, of all things, they had a power outage in the building. Is that right? Uh, I mean, speaks volumes when the power company doesn't have power. Yeah, yeah. Well, how long did it last? Oh, about... 30 seconds until the generator oh. kicked in. Oh, okay. All right. So you got generator hey, down hey, here. Glenn? Yeah. yeah. Glenn, I've got a uh, something that'll uh, run rings around an Arduino. What you got? Oh, my gosh. The Timex Sinclair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you buy that or have you had that for a while? I found it uh, up in, in Ohio in my oh, stack. Wow. And this is the manual for it. I have a manual for it, too. And those things were very popular back in the day. 
That's the this is the Super Spiffy one thousand model. I also have a ZX eighty and a ZX eighty one. Right. And they made a color version which was the two thousand. And those were really thing. popular over in Europe. Yeah, oh yeah. I have, I have the whole series. Wow. Well, I did a bad thing at Huntsville, but I didn't go totally bad. I talked to the folks at Gigaparts about an FTDX 101 MP. Ooh. <laughs> we, we, did you talk, or did your credit card come out? It almost came out. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think it's safe to say that the next Huntsville Ham Fest, or maybe Dayton, because I drive to Dayton, uh, that, uh, yeah, it's probably going to have to come home with me. That is a nice radio for sure. Well, the, it yeah. depends if HRO's got it when you get there. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be sure everybody the first thing. Hey, gang, I need to sign out for the night. I'm gonna All right, bye. Katie. Good bye, to Katie. See everybody. Bye. bye, Katie. Good to see you. You ought to come to Ham Ham Exposition there, Katie. One of these days, we'll see. Next, hopefully, Hamcation next year. But yeah, travel's kind of on the lowdown of the priority list right now. So I hear you. Everybody, stay safe and healthy, and we'll see you next week. All right, we'll Take see care. you later, Katie. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. All right, hey, just real quick, the Ohio Mike Winter, the uh, uh, the donations we got to for the trip, uh, Steve Ullman, Steve Ullman, KC5NK down in Texas. Steve, uh, we'll be sending that to you in the next few days. Uh, enjoy. Who else we got here? Uh, we got Gary. Hey, Gary, how you doing, Gary? Yeah, good evening. Can you hear me, Tom? I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, I I had the uh, audio muted. I didn't. Uh, it took me a while to figure out how to unmute it. But yeah, I uh, I'm up here in Deerwood, Minnesota. My call is Kilo Alpha Zero Juliet Uniform Mike, and uh, I've been uh, I've been tuning into your uh, your broadcasts here on a pretty regular basis. Enjoy it. Enjoy the guests, Katie and Glenn, and uh, the rest. Well, good. We're glad you uh, glad you're a part of the show and you you join us here. I'm gonna go ahead and turn the phone line off because obviously that must be old technology. Nobody's using a telephone anymore. So uh, if they want to join us, they can join us on the Zoom there. And I will post uh, the Zoom link again if you want to join us. Here is the Zoom link. So you're up in what Dearborn? Uh, Deerwood. Oh, Deerwood. In Minnesota. Oh, okay. Uh, one of the north central part of the state. Uh, I'm by Mille Lacs Lake or uh, Brainerd. Brainerd's a larger town to the uh, west of me, about 20 miles. Deerwood's quite small. It's one of those towns you'll, uh, if you blink, you'll miss it. Uh, how many people? Oh, gosh. Don't ask me that. I, a few hundred, maybe. Oh, really? Is that small? Well, you're, that, that's a real small. I, I might, The town I grew up in had right at... Well, when I was there, it was 1,301. I guess I was the one. I think now the population is down to about 900 and something. It's actually uh, reduced, you know. Yeah, just north of me, we've got uh, Crosby, Minnesota. 
And uh, about 10 years ago, they started developing these mountain bike trails. At, uh, and that's really taken off. It, uh, the town has really changed a lot of new uh, new businesses and remodeling. And it's it's pretty impressive what's happened. Uh, very busy now. Uh, people, I guess it's one of the five uh, premier mountain bike uh, areas in the country. So people come here from all over to, to do the mountain biking. Yeah. Well, that's good. Let's see if there's anything else here that I need to. Let me invite everybody uh, out there. Again, let me just mention to everybody, if you would, please hit the subscribe button. If you haven't hit the subscribe button, we need you to do it tonight. And uh, if you're out there listening on shortwave, 7490, you're listening to a show. It's about ham radio. Amateur Radio, and we're glad you're with us. Uh, our uh, hey, show. Tom, yes. Let's all start planning for this one. This is Orlando. You know, I don't think we're going to go to Orlando this year. Oh, no. Just, yep. February 11th through the 13th. Well, that's good. 11th through the 13th. That's always on my birthday down there. I usually, I usually have my birthday there at uh, uh, at uh, Orlando. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going. Yeah, it's uh, it's always a good show. Well, make sure the AWRL sends a couple of boxes of books so you can sign them while you're there. They actually brought two books, and I gave them away in my forum. And uh, it well, went over really, really well. Well, you just need to buy a bunch of those and take with you. And, and sell them for 200 bucks a copy? That's right. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Personal and numbered. There you go. That's right. And and I was going to say and I was going to say put a picture in here, but don't do that. No, no, no. I do not want to have to pay people to buy my books. Because you do have a face for radio. Yes. <laughs> but, hey, Glenn. Uh, Glenn, yep. what's, the, what's the bottom of your T-shirt say underneath the NASA logo? Ah. Uh, we rock it every day. Very good. Very U.S. Cool. Space and Rocket Center. I, I rock it every weekday. <laughs> yeah, I, I stop by there. And you know the interesting thing? They have that uh, uh, memorial to Miss Baker, the first monkey in space, right out front there. And apparently, everybody sets out tribute because there was bananas and fruit on the uh, the little uh, memorial that they have for her out there. And her husband of 15 years is buried right next to her, and he had a banana or two on his. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's an amazing place. Well, hey, that reminds me, guys. We, you know, we will do. We're going to do another high altitude balloon here one day soon. Does anybody know where we can get a monkey? Oh, we're giving up on the ants. Yeah, I mean, well, see, <laughs> the pico balloons. We got to fly ants on the pico balloons. But I found with these, with the high altitude balloons here, I mean, we can we can lift some payload, man. I mean, we played fishing crickets once. Yeah. We, we, uh, we figured that uh, they were going to be eaten by fish or or geckos anyway, so uh, yeah. uh, if they didn't survive, it wouldn't be that terrible. So uh, there was an internet rumor that they could hold their breath for two hours, 
And so, you know, everything on the internet's true. Huh. So yeah, yeah. We uh, decided to test it out, and we just took the container right from the pet store and the fishing store, and just sent it up, and uh, they all survived. Well, you know, a roach—I think a roach would would also survive, well, right? They, they would survive a nuclear attack. Yeah, yeah, nuclear they, attack. yeah they would. Yeah, but I, really, hey, if anybody out there knows where we can get a monkey, now it needs to be a small monkey. But uh, we're, did you actually see the capsule that they sent that monkey up in? It is literally yeah. that high and about that big around. Yeah, yeah. And they got that little spider monkey to fit inside there. Yeah, yeah. Well, our our capsule is going to be even smaller, so we're going to have to we're going to have to cram him in. So we need a small monkey uh, for our next flight. Mark Pupo's asked about cats. Now I don't think a cat would be the right no, thing. No, no, a no, cat no. don't have fingers. See, we want a monkey. Now we want. And, and glands are too heavy anyway. Yeah, yeah, you don't have the lifting power for my. Team. We want a trained monkey that's got hands and fingers where he can operate stuff. You know. <laughs> Got to teach him how to use the parachute. Oh no! And no, it's like we're all automated, man. We're we're automated. It it might open on the way down. No, I I don't know where you can get a monkey. You know, you know, used to, you could buy those monkeys in Sears and Roebuck, and I always wanted, you know, in the catalog, I always, when I was growing up, I wanted a monkey, and my mom wouldn't let me have a monkey. Now, can you imagine, that might be pretty dirty, you know, I mean, I guess you had to put diapers on it. and the Roebuck catalog back oh, in the man, day. Oh, man, that would be, that would be tough, man. And yeah, you know that, that'd be pretty bad. I'm glad she uh, didn't let me have it. <laughs> Sears I mean, Roebuck used to sell everything, man. They used to sell they had they, everything. They had I a mean, two meter. They had a, they had a two meter rig in there. They sold. It said yeah. Sears on it. Yeah, we used to love it every time that catalog came out, man. That was the Christmas shopping place. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was and they did. Did they, didn't they send out a Christmas catalog or not? I'm trying to think back. Oh, yeah. They, they had a Christmas catalog. Yeah. The Christmas catalog was bigger than the regular catalog. Yeah, yeah. I can remember going through that Christmas catalog, man, and dreaming about what we we're going to get for Christmas. But they didn't have a section on rocks because that's all I ever got. Rocks, yeah. Well... Well, I've got to do some work probably tomorrow. I've got to put new lights outside the house. You know, when we had the ice storm and the tree fell, it tore a couple of the, the lights off the side of the garage. Well, anything, anytime anything like it happens, Kathy uses that as a, a, a reason to replace all the lights outside with, with something that looks different and bigger. So uh, I'm, going to be, I'm going to be having to put... Uh, lights around the house uh, uh, they're going to be delivered tomorrow and uh, we're even going to put a pole we got a pole and a lamp that we're going to put out out by the sidewalk uh, well that's probably pretty good because every time i go over there it's pretty dark trying to yeah, park there yeah. and leave in the, in, the, in the dark of night well i had to uh run i'm gonna have to run the power under my sidewalk to get to the pole 
uh, to the pole line out there. So it's pretty easy to get under a sidewalk nowadays. I mean, you know, you dig your little hole in each side there, and I've got a pressure washer, a uh, really high-power pressure washer, and, man, you can stick that in, in there and turn that pressure washer on. And if you don't mind, it get a little dirty or a lot of dirty, that thing, yeah. that thing will open up a hole under that, a tunnel under that sidewalk all the way across. And then I just uh, put me about a four-foot piece of two-inch conduit under there. So I'm ready to, I'm ready to go when I, when I get the, uh, the lights. Well, at least it's starting to, you know, head towards the cooler part of the year. But I darn sure wouldn't do it tomorrow because they got heat warnings out already. Yeah, yeah. Ninety-five plus. Hey, Glenn. Yes, sir. I've got to come see y'all down there. My my friend. Okay, he does cannon. He lives in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Uh huh. His his business is called Papio's. And he's doing pickled garlic and pickled hominy, and he does all kinds of uh, vegetables like you wouldn't believe it. They, they got flea markets or something down there. He's at them all. He's got this huge table with, you know, stuff up about 12 feet high. <laughs> yeah. Olive Branch ain't but 10 miles away. Yeah. Yeah, Olive Branch is just right down the road. Yeah. Hey, Tom, yeah. can I share my yes, video? Go right ahead. Go ahead. I wanted to show you. It says you need to enable. Oh, okay. I can do that. Let's see. All right. If you would, go ahead and put 50 cents in. <laughs> Let's see. Bill, 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 Bill. Wait a minute. Wrong thing. You're good to go. Okay, so. Yeah. Can you see that? Yep. Not yeah, yet. I see the B battery. Yeah. Somebody was mentioning in the chat room, why don't you just put a whole bunch of 9-volt batteries in series to make your 67.5-volt yeah. B battery? Yep. I went to eBay, and somebody makes a device to put a whole bunch of 9-volt batteries in series. Yeah. And then it fits into a little cardboard box, and you can make your own B battery. Well, there you go. 67.5 <laughs> wow. volts. Oh, my God. Ain't that slick. <laughs> and it's got uh, all the little connectors for the 9-volt batteries, and... Uh, and you can, uh, that way you don't have to ever throw your B battery out. You just toss out the 9 volts. Well, that's kind of cool. You I know, don't you know could, how much current this radio draws. That's only 42 volts worth of battery there, isn't it, now? Well, I Seven think. Times, 7 times 9, that's 54 volts. Right. I don't know how many there are on there. They may not be showing all the 9 volt batteries that are in it. Let's see. Well, you know, a, a B battery, a 60-something volt B battery, you'd probably work fine from 48 volts up to 80, you know. And in uh, fact, there there it is, that radio on the left and the yellow, uh -huh. yep. that kind of beige color radio. Yep. That's the exact radio I have. Oh, Very yeah. cool. Yep. 
Well, and I'm sure it's a little heavier than four pounds once the battery's in it. I mean, you really wanted to love listening to your local radio station and carrying that, lugging that thing around. Can you imagine having to buy spares of that thing in the store? <laughs> well, you know, it cost like uh, $4.50 in 1947. Yeah. And that's that'd be like paying $47 for a battery nowadays. Right. But there's my radio on the far left that it fits into, and apparently there were several others like it. But uh, That's cool. I would like to get it running. And it uses a, uh, uh, a one-and-a-half-volt battery for the filaments. Yeah. You know, batteries are changing nowadays. Let me see. I've got one here. I was going to show you if I can find it. I'm looking on the workbench. Hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, that's not enough batteries. Uh, I like the way that they did the arrangement with the batteries. Uh, you know, some vertical, some horizontal. Uh huh. Make it all fit in the same size as the the original. So right. you know, yeah, and you know, have you guys torn open a? A nine volt battery. Look, you've looked inside a nine volt battery, right? Right. You know there were what six little triple uh, A batteries in there, or something, right? Two for over six batteries in there. I opened right. up one the other day. I got a defective Everready battery. Um, the uh, one of the snap tops rivet came loose, brand new. But anyway, I opened it up and uh, look at this. They're not. They're not uh, the little triple uh, A batteries anymore. In these, they're. That's how I remember it. There's little piles. Little oh, you stacks. remember like it? I've never seen these. I've always. Uh, uh, I've never seen them with little triple A batteries. I've yeah, seen them. that's how I usually see them. Yeah, I uh, the ones I've always tore open had six little triple A's. You know, two, four, six standing uh, uh -huh. there. So I, yeah, I've never seen them like this. I guess that shows you're older than me, or maybe I'm older than you. I don't know. But look at that. That's I, That's I tear apart 9-volt batteries more often than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And hey, guys, let me tell you something. When your 9-volt battery goes bad, here's a little hint and kink. Here's a, little, here's a hint. When your 9-volt battery goes bad, don't throw it away yet. You see the little top with the snap on it there? Well, I got half a snap. Yeah. Take it off, take you some cutters, and bend the metal back, take that little top off, and that that right there becomes a, a battery connector. Solder you two wires on it, you know, a red and black wire, and that will clip right on a battery, and you don't have to buy a, what, what would you call that? Battery clip? Battery clip. Cable? Battery clip? Whatever. So just just cut it off, cut it off your old battery, and solder you a couple wires on it, and uh, you got it made. So I'm anxious to get started on this next project. This is the the eight voice memory channels for my ICOM IC7610. Glenn and I used the IC7610 when we did the uh, Last Man Standing contest. And uh, we talked so much, we actually wired one button up um, to 
to uh, to call CQ, and it, it was really handy. I don't think what would I use eight eight different buttons for? I don't know. This is this is my field day setup. Yeah, I do this with my feet. With your feet? You have the yeah. two outside oh, ones okay. are the memory, and the center one is the push to talk. So I just use two voice memories for for contests. Yeah. Well, I was I thinking. I'm all thinking. All hands free. Two memories are probably enough, uh, you know. And uh, yeah, so if I can get some time, if I can get some time this week, I will. I will build this. But you know, I've got other things I want to do now. I want to take a look at that Geocron clock. Oh man, you know, I'm getting too old for this new stuff. Uh, I got to take it out of the box. I guess I'm. I'm gonna try to hook it up without reading the manual. Is that is that good or bad, Glenn? Um. That's standard operating procedure. Yeah, yeah I mean, Glenn. if you have to use the manual, you're showing your weakness. Well, and okay. I, okay. I, I did this without the manual. I just now have read it after, what, yeah. 20 or 30 years? <laughs> well, I'm going to try to hook it up without reading the manual, you know, and uh, who, who knows, but stuff's well, getting so... Well, to get so... to all the, the funny functions and the cool stuff, you're going to need to read the manual. Yeah, yeah, I think make so. make it work out of the box? No, not really. Well, it, it you know... It's funny though. It came with a little mini mouse, and uh, I think the I just use that. Uh, I don't think I need a keyboard or anything. I think it's all done by the mouse, maybe. Yeah, you got a mouse. I got a remote with mine. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe I need Mom to open said, my box Mom up. Said special, special uh, treat in his. Or there may be. There may be a remote in mine. Let me go see if I can find like where. Like I say, uh, mine's. Mine's two years old and it's still in the box. I'm gonna see if I can find where Kathy put it. So I mean, Tom talks about getting around to stuff. I've got piles of stuff that I haven't been able to get to. Hopefully, I'm gonna be able to get to it soon now. With these going into work twice a week is far better than the way things have been. You know, at the very least, I save an hour drive each way, and that's time I can spend working on stuff. But, uh, yeah, the, the cool thing about the Geocron, um, when I saw it, it had satellite tracking, and uh, in addition to just the gray line that the original mechanical one has. So uh, the older Geocron is actually a electromechanical that had little synchronous motors that would turn that plastic film on a big loop to, to track the time. And that's all it did. The new ones, you know, you know basically it's a, a Raspberry Pi inside that little box with all sorts of cool features. We've lost Tom. I'm as bound and determined to go find that uh, clock. Now. I am. I am yeah. determined to. I could. I don't know where. I couldn't tell where Kathy put it. It's probably still out in the truck. No, I still got it. We we were unloaded the truck yesterday. All right, here we go. I actually unloaded Sunday or Saturday night when I got home, but didn't yeah. really touch anything until Sunday. Yeah. So I don't know anything about it. FT70DRDE, well, I don't know what that means. 
I saw. He should. He just did all that to show off. Yeah, look saying. at that, man. This might. This is probably. Oh, this is heavy. This is probably the best. The best prop. Well, I, I won't say it's the best because this clock may be best, but this is. This is, might turn out to be a pretty nice. Uh, yeah, dual band mobile rig. The digital modes and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, it's got EPRS in it. Whatever that means. I see altitude and different things on it there. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. So here's a geo geochron clock. Let's look at this. Well, your box is bigger than mine. Let's look at this. So here we go. I don't know why they mark free gift on this. This was inside the box. So I open it up. And look. It's a, it's a baby mouse. Look at there. Oh. They, they took that one away from its mother. Look at this. This mouse says it, it is a baby. How do you, oh. <laughs> little, little travel USB mouse. Well, uh-oh. I don't know how to make it go back in. There we go. I guess you go all the way. Anyway. That's a cool little mouse. I might, I might use that mouse. Okay. So... GE, GE, GEO. I couldn't see the O. It's part of Geocron. Yeah. Okay, Geocron. Now, Different box. Let's see what it's got in it here. You may have a slightly different model than the one I have. Yeah. I'm anxious to kind of hook it up and see what I've got a TV right on the wall here. Uh, oh, oh, hey, cool. Well, let me look at this. Let me look at their manual. Pretty decent sized print. Some of these uh, Jap some of these uh, Chinese manuals uh, are about one inch square, and the print is like, you know, you got to have a manual. Look at here. Hey, Glenn. There you go. That don't sound normal. Yeah, mine rattled too. There's something inside. Well, maybe the Bluetooth connector or something. I don't know. All right. Kind of. Yeah, you're right. It's a little Bluetooth connector. Dongle, yeah. Okay. See, I'm learning already from you because that's uh, the first time I've looked at this. Okay. So there's a power pack. All right. Oh boy. Yeah, got, mine says that it's got an Intel Atom processor. Let's see what this has got. This is a. There's an HDMI cable. Here's a power supply. It probably looks like the standard five volt. Mine's a twelve volt. This is five volt at three thousand milliamp. And it uses the same, the little mini USB. Yeah, they've swapped and, things around because mine's a 12 volt adapter. Yeah. Well, there it is. it's a heavy built unit. It feels like it's, I don't know, that's steel or something or warning. Yeah, they've changed it up in two years. Well, it's got a warning on it, but. Warning, read the book before you peel this label. 
I'm going to have to, it does have a peel off on it. It might say that. I, I'm going to need more light in my magnifying glass. Now, here's a neat little antenna. So, what's the antenna pick up? Is it like time or something? It's, or? it's uh, Bluetooth, and, you know, that could very well be WWV or something. Yeah. Uh, mine so it shows that it's got uh, 802.11 uh, A, B, G, and N for Wi-Fi. So it may be able to be accessed via yeah. Wi-Fi. Oh, you know what? It may, it may go... It, it probably does connect to Wi-Fi. Yeah, someone looked it up. I looked at this one up, and uh, DX Engineering. I, I can't believe it cost them. But DX Engineering is selling it for four hundred forty-nine dollars. Yeah. So that was my treat to myself at the Huntsville Hamfest uh, two years ago. Yeah. But when you're done, Tom. Your ham shack's going to look like Mission Control at NASA. Yeah, it's just my monitors may be at the wrong place. I might have to move my monitors. I don't know. Well. I never noticed before, Teresa, your microphone has a little flashlight on the end is what it looks like. Teresa's mic does? It, it's, yeah, it's oh. handy. It lets me know if it's muted or not. Ah, very cool. Hey, if Teresa, if did I do you like this that? and I don't see a light, I go, well, hell, I got my mic muted somewhere. <laughs> did you take that photograph on on your background? Yes, sir, I did. Very That's nice. beautiful. Thank you. All right. We'll try to have this working for the show next week. Oh. Teresa, are you going to try and compete with Dr. T? No, she she can handle all the space whether she wants. <laughs> <laughs> now, Teresa's going to have to take up a new name, nickname, something like Stormy Weather or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, folks, this is Stormy Weather. <laughs> Just so long as you don't ask me... Why there's no sun up in the sky? That's <laughs> uh, thing. A lot of calculus in that, you know. Huh. Yeah, I've got to take Cal one, two, three, and four. Holy cow! I went to. I went yeah. only through three. I didn't do four. After three, you uh, drawing birds' nests. I said, "The heck with it." <laughs> I started in one and said, "There has to be a better way." Teresa, are you in uh, grad school or undergrad? Neither. Actually, I'm still working on getting into A&M. Um, they want you to have at least Chem 1 and Chem 2 and Cal 1, Cal 2, and um, calculus-based physics before oh, you can yeah. transfer into A&M. We have a... Uh... Severe Weather Institute and Radar Lightning Laboratory here that our uh, local space hardware club at the University of Alabama, Huntsville. Um, we fly their uh, student balloon projects from there. And Ooh, nice. they've got a great meteorology uh, department and uh, 
but it, the swirl they've got all these uh storm chase you know storm chasing trucks and ra- radar units and they have a very active program so you might want to consider that one yeah, well if it wasn't for the fact that i live uh 3.2 miles from texas a&m university <laughs> Yeah, you would be about probably 603 miles from, uh, from <laughs> yeah. this, this community. It'd be a little longer commute. Well, she's done it at least a couple times, I know. But that's a, that's that's just two days and home. This is back and forth, right? You spend more time on the road. Well, now's the time to get your college degree, if you know, because everything's distance learning. Mm. Online. Yeah. Um, when mom passed, we were still in. Um, we actually we weren't in forced distance. We had the option to do. Um, hybrid classes, which is what. I was doing, which is like if your class meets on a Monday, Tuesday, half the or Monday, Wednesday, half the class goes on Monday, and the other half attends in person on Wednesday, and then the other half, the other time you're online. And I was enjoying the hell out of that, and then I uh, said, "We want to send your mom home on hospice," and I said, "Okay," and went the next day and dropped out of class because there was no way that I could. You know, do school yeah, do work both. and take care of her. Yeah, to tell you how things are going down here, um, downhill here, Tennessee just went back, or Shelby County, which is Memphis area, just went back to the mask mandate. Yep. And, uh, yep. So we're, we have to wear masks now. We're heading back towards lockdown at the uh, at work, uh, they've cut the majority of the folks down to one day a week on site instead of the two. I'm still on the two, but they're cutting way, way back across the board. And uh, DeSoto County, Mississippi, which is where I live, uh, just across the border, they're seriously talking about going back to distance learning and uh, shutting the schools down. Uh, Teresa, yeah. there's the website. Oh, I, I'm looking. I'm watching this. This is... This is the, uh, they have a camera. Uh, it's not live right now, but during the day it is. But it, that's the Severe Weather Institute Radar and Lightning Laboratories. It's part nice. of the Alabama and Huntsville. And they've got a great department. Uh, I work with a lot of the students at the Space Hardware Club. Um, and they do all kinds of ham radio projects and space projects. This is, they do rockets, uh, balloons, robots. If I can get to it. It's space.uah.edu. But uh, a good many of the uh, students there are uh, are ham radio operators. Yeah, there's uh, most of the um, kids that are in the um, meteorology department get their ham radio license mm-hmm. and we have an ozone monitoring um, uh, station 
one of the few in the entire world, and uh, they launch an ozone sonde every month, and we go out and chase them down. They're on 403 megahertz, and we uh, recover them and bring them back because they're like $600 a piece, and their budget was reduced. Uh, so they used to do them every week, so we'd have something fun to go chase. But uh, it's a really cool um, all kinds. They've got a balloon program, um, a satellite program where they're building their own satellite, rocketry, robotics. They go out in the schools and do outreach programs. So, Very awesome. So come on up to Huntsville. All right, guys. I don't know if we're still on shortwave or not. Uh, our time is up for our shortwave uh, uh, segment. Good night to everybody out there. If you're listening on WBCQ 7490, this is Amateur Radio Roundtable. Join us again next week. See ya. All right, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to shut down the show, everybody. Thanks for joining tonight. We appreciate you being with us. Well, thank you for doing yeah. it, Tom. I know that you're worn out after that drive <clears throat> back in from Huntsville. I know I always was. Well, I'm feeling better tonight, but man, yesterday, we was, it was pretty tiring yesterday. Well, yeah. I get in here a little late. So we'll oh, there he is. Hey, hey how you doing, man? Yeah. How's it? How, how's how's everything up in Uperville? Up here in the Uperville, the USA Jupers, we're doing just fine here in the UP of Michigan. <laughs> nice <laughs> weather up here. I know we. Yeah, I watch most of Huntsville from here. Just yeah, didn't win any prizes, of course. Well, that, that was kind of a hectic there in your uh, prize giveaway there, way when everybody had to log in. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, that that was. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I I, t- I tell you. Um, once we went to the YouTube format chat room, we don't have any control over that chat room, and it only shows uh, the list. If I ask the list who's in the chat room, it shows me about eight people. It only shows me who's been typing the last three or four minutes. So there yeah, could be times there you were you were on the or you said well we're going to start. Uh, with yeah, the there was a time time delay. The there was already three prizes gone. Oh really? All right. <laughs> there was about a one minute and forty second delay between your live video and the chat room. Well, yeah, yeah, and we we tell everybody don't go by well, we don't that. go yeah. by the video. Just watch the chat room because. When Hambot says uh, enter, you know Ham, it, it the chat room is pretty real time. So when Hambot says everybody please enter something, everybody started entering something, and we'd wait about a minute to collect, and we'd collect uh, just about everybody that's in the chat room, and then he'd say times up, and he'd pick a name, and and what happened is he was announcing the winner but what happened is uh youtube limits you to 200 characters uh every 30 seconds or 11 or, or 11 entries every 30 seconds and we were starting to get hit we were starting to get cens- censored basically he he wasn't reporting so that's why we started having to report it on the um on the video and then Kathy would manually type it in the chat room 
Yeah, I'm thinking. I missed it because I'd be busy doing something else here. Yeah. And next thing I know, I look over and what's going. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about. I noticed like, sometimes it wouldn't even announce that it was going to do it, and then it said the prize is. Yeah. All right. I, well, I the I'm thinking about trying to go back to our IRC chat room. Um, I, I don't know. The, the YouTube, just there's too much restrictions. We we had to set up an API, and it took a lot of programming to even get you to get Hambot to even talk to to the Google. Uh, well, one thing I did notice at the Hambot, all right, the uh, participants in it, there was a lot of old, gray-haired guys walking around with a lot of uh, good-sized beer bellies. Oh yeah, yeah. There are a lot of <laughs> a lot of old guys there for sure. Yeah. So and that was in the rain too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know there were some serious folks there because they brought these little wagons to pull behind them. Yeah. To get all the all the stuff they were buying. Yeah. Well, they bought some of those big boat anchors for sure. You'd need a wagon to carry some of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I bought I brought my own MFJ bag from two years ago because I knew they wouldn't be there. I'm sitting here playing with my new tuner I just got yesterday, my LVG four one thousand here. So I'm trying to figure that out right now. That's my my new thing to the shack here. A friend of mine gave me the trick of taking a backpack, and that's pretty much what I do. Is I bring an empty backpack, and you know when it's full, I have to stop buying stuff. It's hard to put a Collins rig in that backpack, though. You can't yep. do a receiver and transmitter combo very easily. No, no, but it is bigger on the inside. Ah, it's a Tesseract? Yes, if I can it's get like, it through the opening, I can get it in. It is it kind of like uh, the Doctor Who? Uh, it's TARDIS. It's TARDIS, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, and, and as it was, you saw me, I still had to carry stuff. In my arms out to the car. Yeah, you were pretty pretty loaded down there a few times. <laughs> All right, so here's what here's the thing, guys. So we're gonna go ahead and get off here. I've got to believe it or not, we got a lot of work to do. We got to straighten the prizes out. We got to notify every 35 uh, people about prizes. We got to let the donors know. We even got one or two here. We got to ship ourselves. Um, got to update the uh, website. Uh, I got to do all that. Oh, oh, tonight I've got to uh, uh, edit the uh, video a little bit. I've got to get it uh, loaded over on our audio-only podcast. So when the show's over, it ain't over until this fat guy sings, man. All right. <laughs> yep. we will, we'll, we'll talk to you guys later. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get off here and... Um, we're looking forward to getting some rest and starting to feel better. <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. See you, everybody. See y'all next week. Yeah. Good night, y'all. 23. Take care. Uh huh. Bye, all. Earl, thank you, Earl, for all your help.